Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That title contender category is extremely difficult to crack. And part of the reason is you look at teams that are like Milwaukee's a title contender, right? Boston is a title contender. Denver is a title contender. Any, anyone else that you would label true, true title contenders? I think that's like, it right would, there. would you say? Like, I, I don't know that I'm ready to lean Minnesota. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I, I'm with you. I'm not ready to lean in to either one of those. But you look at those three teams, and it's Tatum, and it's Brown, and it's Jokic, and it's Dame, and it's Giannis. No questions asked. There's no question they're all-stars. There's no question they're all pros. They're certified at a certain level. Kings aren't there yet. Yeah, we're still trying to build up ours here. Which means for whatever reason, there's still some semblance of doubt as to what De'Aaron Fox does on a basketball floor. Pretty incredible when you realize how close his numbers are to Davion Mitchell's numbers. Davion's are a little bit better. Donovan. Donovan, sorry. Yeah, (laughs) Donovan Mitchell. His are a little bit better, but you look at them like they're in the same category. It's not like two tiers apart, two worlds of differences. You're looking at two players who are playing along the same lines. And there seems to still be some semblance of doubt there But for, for as, as, as it regards to De'Aaron. But when you have those certified players, that's when you become true title contenders. When you build, when you know exactly what you're building around – that's when you become true title contenders, and I feel like Sacramento knows that. Yeah, because I think too we're at a point where also you like mentioned being patient, and all that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm of the belief where it's like no matter what happens this year, this team's gonna need a move to become title contenders. I'm, I'm not. I don't want to say I'm out on this team, but I think there's a cap on what this team can achieve and all that. But, but, but also a, it's not. A, it's not. We're not in an urgent, an urgent period right now either. It's like you got to make the move now, or we're just. It's over. See, and that's what, and that's what we were talking about yesterday. Is if if Thursday comes and goes and nothing happens, like I'm all right with that. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna be like, oh, just like, oh, it's just season's ruined now. I won't be like that either. And I also feel like I'm realistic too. When uh, you know, if a difficult series rolls around, I, I, I don't know. They could surprise us and win one. Playoff series, two playoff series, three playoff. They could be in the NBA Finals. Who knows, right? Miami was there last year. Most people didn't expect Miami to be out of the play-in, much less out of the Eastern Conference Finals. But yet there they were against Denver in the NBA Finals. Like stuff like that can happen. But when you want to become the teams like Milwaukee, like Boston, uh, like Denver, 
that is a title contender every year, that's where this offseason becomes the offseason that you you probably need to take a step. In hindsight, I think it's perfectly okay, even with the result being virtually identical to what we saw last year. In hindsight, standing, standing pat, running it back, as we said, it's not the worst thing in the world. Well, yeah, because it like it, it seemed like it at one point, but you're not in a playing spot right now. It seems like they've kind of just found water, whatever, level, found themselves level and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think running it back, I wasn't a fan of it, but, I mean, bigger picture, yeah, nothing, nothing's that, gone wrong. And, and, that's the, and that's the thing that Monty McNair always has to keep in mind, right, is the bigger picture. Where are we at now versus where are we going? Where do we want to be next? And what sort of realistic benchmark are we setting for ourselves moving forward? Because what I don't think this team can do is run it back next year. Yeah, so you're just, if the, the move isn't right now at the trade deadline, you're saying they got to probably do one in the offseason, make one? Yeah, if the, if <laughs> this is a ridiculous statement, if the goal is to get better, yeah. Because at some point, you have to trust what you see. You have to believe that what you're seeing. Look, we're uh, 47, 8, 9, 40, uh, 47, 48, 49 win basketball team. That's who we are. We now have a two-year sample size to prove that. Are we going to sit here? Because we got passed by Oklahoma City. They're going to try to get better. And God, do they have the resources to get We got passed by Minnesota. Eh, we'll see what they do. Denver is going to be there. What are the Lakers doing this offseason? What is Phoenix going to do? You start to look around the league and go, can we afford to just kind of sit here? And I think the answer is no. I think you could afford to do it last offseason. This offseason, I don't think you can afford to do that. And I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what this offseason looked like. I don't have a target. None of that. I'm just saying I think right now they're in a fine position to continue at this four, five, uh, excuse me, five, six, hopefully not seven, but we got to be realistic with what we're talking about. That's the tier the Kings are in, five, six, seven. And, and, and I think they can continue to play out with this roster at this rate for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think it's fair because um, we can go back to something Kenny's always said too. It's like in these rebuilds, it's not a matter of if you made the playoffs one year, boom, now your title's contenders. Yeah. Like you can probably afford another first round exit or even maybe you get to the second round. I think even if they get to the first round, it's a successful season and all that. But there's a point where you get stagnant and that's where the Kings obviously don't want to be. And here's the other thing too, you know, big picture wise, this was a seven game road trip that the Kings finished five and two in. Yeah, it was a great road trip. Everyone wanted them, you know, when this all started, man, this would be a really successful road trip if you could come back four and three. They This road trip kind of, I don't know if I'm there yet, but almost like, okay, now they're starting to look like how they were last year. They, they answered back, if anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is the most consistent, even in losses, because, again, the final score, the final score looks like trash. It looks like another Kings blowout. Yeah, right? it's not like they weren't fighting. They got back to 10 a couple times. Yeah, that's not that just that wasn't the story of the game. The story of the game was not the fact that they got blown out and the clock just ran out and they were down 20. The story of the game is that they they had a couple of, you know, they had a couple of bad stretches of basketball that got them in a deficit that they fought back from, got it to within 10 on more than one occasion and Cleveland is as hot as a team as there is in the league. 
I think I think um when you see the Kings take care of business a little earlier on, it's a lot less it's a lot easier to just go game by or a lot easier to not go game by game, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to go look at this Cavs game and be like, Yeah, the score looks horrible, but ideally you put the whole world trip together, we're five and two, you're gonna have some stinkers every now and then. Yeah, I don't think they had a truly bad game on this road trip. Right? There's obviously games that you wish they had played better in. The Memphis one comes to mind. Miami, they didn't play great, but it's not like they were ever out of it. Like See, still it, in it and, too. and that was and, and and that's the one like of all of the games that I feel like maybe that one got away from them a little bit because they didn't play great and Miami did not play like I expected them to. And there were various points in that game where I feel like the Kings can just get a couple of things to go their way. They're going to win this game because for a team that's lost seven straight, they, they ain't there. Like Miami is not there. And that's probably of even more so than yesterday. Again, we talked about beating Cleveland three times in a row. We talked about this run that Cleveland's on. Even more than that, I think the only game on this road trip where I was like, ah, they, they might have left one out there is the Miami one. But again, Five and two is a phenomenal seven-game road trip. Now you got to come back home uh, and 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 follow it up. Now you might have to come back home and find Keegan Murray a little bit. Keegan Murray, we talked about that Miami game. Keegan Murray had thirty-three in that one, and they lost. Like he had three games of five points. He had ten points last night, and it's like, man, where's Where's Keegan? Where's Keegan on the offensive end? Did Keegan get lost as Harrison Barnes got found? That, 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 that's, that's another question I have, too. It's just a matter of, um, like, is it can, – can, because I think in the rundown, too, we have it where can we find this team where everyone's firing on all cylinders, but it feels mm-hmm. like all year it's like it's got to be one or the other. And I don't know if, if it's the rest of the season where it's like, all right, if you guys want HB, if we want HB to start playing well and all that, but maybe Keegan's going to have to take a back seat. Maybe it's just the point where it's like not everyone can eat on the starting five. They're – that's yeah. That's probably like a. That's probably like an unrealistic desire, right? Can everyone hit on all cylinders? No, like probably not, because I mean, how many times does that happen on a night to night basis? Like, how many times does does you know Tatum go for you know thirty five and Jalen goes for like fourteen, yeah, and vice versa? You know what I mean? Like. To ask in 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 the Celtics case, you're looking at two players, and you can sprinkle. May you maybe throw in one, whether it was Marcus or now it's uh, Porzingis. Uh, you 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 throw in one more guy. On Sacramento, we're talking about okay. Well, we need Kevin Herter to shoot forty percent from three. We need Keegan to get his shots. We need Domas to do what he does. Obviously, De'Aaron has to lead everything, and we need Harrison to be more aggressive. We're literally talking about five players, and oh by the way. The whole second unit seems to center on Malik Monk. Yeah, we got when a guy who needs to get hot. When Malik team. Monk is hot, well, Trey Lyles is hot too. Now we're up to seven guys that we're asking to hit on all cylinders. That's not realistic. Last night, it felt like no one was really on point except HB. De'Aaron was trying to get things going. Domas was trying to get things going for everyone else. Malik was trying to handle things on the bench, and it just didn't. It didn't fall the way Sacramento wanted to, or the way we wanted it to for Sacramento. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. Let's get to our man TC. TC, what's going on, baby? Yes, sir. D-Lo, Jesse, what's up with my two bros, man? It ain't my two brothers, but it's my two bros. What's up, TC? 
All right, look, check it out. Hey, hey, D-Lo, hey, hey, I was livid, uh, Jesse, last night. It was two plays in particular. That one by Domas when he got stripped, I yelled so loud last night, bro. My wife was like, you good? She was like, she even got mad. I was like, bro, that that's the game. We lost it right then and there. Also, like, when De'Aaron Fox, I don't know if that was at the end of the quarter, when was that when he ran inside the lane and just, like, chucked up a shot? And I'm starting to think, I know De'Aaron has made a bunch of game-winning shots, but the whole turning of, like, at the end of quarters, this whole turning the ball over or, like, taking some wild step-back shot, like, bro, that has to stop. I love you, De'Aaron, but we have to work on those in-the-game situations when you're just, you have the ball and you're like, I'm going to do whatever. I'm either going to, like, throw a wild pass or I'm going to take some crazy step-back 30-foot three-pointer. Like, bro, that, those, two, those two plays in the game was the, the, the end of the game because we could have came back last night. Cleveland wanted to give us a game last night, but when Domas made that move, brother, that was the end of it, D'Lo. I love you, T.C. I love you, TC. I do. Uh, I don't think Cleveland wanted to give us that game last night. It felt like they were well aware of what was happening uh, with Sacramento. I don't and, know if it was Cleveland giving the game away more so, just the Kings were just fighting still. Yeah, the King, Yeah, and that and that's and and again, you pull you. Pull, I mean, the 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 grandest positive last night's outcome is the road trip is over. You went five and two on the road trip, right? The other thing is it. It really does feel like over this last stretch of, you know, you can you can you could the seven game road trip you could you could throw in the 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 four game losing streak for the most part if you want to with the exception of the Philadelphia one. Philadelphia might be the last one where it feels like okay, this basketball team's playing better. Like the 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 wild up and down of winning by twenty, losing by twenty, that whole thing. You know, we mentioned they've got a plus differential now of a whole point now for the first time. Like those those little things there again when you try to look at games in their totality to the season versus the individual outcome the positive on the road trip and the positive that the Kings are playing better they fought all through that game last night and just there was no way with the way Cleveland is playing that Cleveland was going to let them have it yeah they're they're getting back to themselves we got Trista Crick coming up at the top of the 2 o'clock hour. If I'm not mistaken, she is live in Las Vegas. Media night was in full effect. We'll talk about that. More of your phone calls as well. 916-909-1320. Steeler and KC brought to you by Sky River Casino, where the humidor is on its way. Myself, KC, our man Leezy, we were able to spend some time in the humidor last Friday Uh, following the live broadcast, man. And this is going to be the spot to hang out. You're going to catch us there a lot. They've got the finest cigars, uh, whiskey, bourbon. The ambiance is phenomenal. It is unlike any spot you have seen uh, in this city. And I can't wait for you guys to experience the humidor when it opens later on this month. Uh, We'll come back. Steve McCasey here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Trista Craig coming up at the 2 o'clock hour live from Las Vegas. At least I think she's in Las I think I saw she was covering the Super Bowl down there. Um, yeah, she's got to be because I remember she was asking, asking Kyle Madsen if he'd be, be down there and all that. She's got to be in Vegas. Okay. Yeah, she'll be with us coming up at the top of the 2 o'clock hour. Uh, our man Jason Jones coming up uh, in the final hour of the show as well. Our man Jay over here on twitch.tv slash ESPN1320 asked, do you think Shanahan was a little turnt last night because he actually trusts his quarter? It's funny. Uh, that could be the reason. There was a lot of good stuff from from media night. I I, I didn't. Media night's a circus or opening night or whatever they choose to call it. It's a bit of a circus. They've, like, embraced it. They have to be a circus. Like, it, I don't think opening night of the Super Bowl is meant to be a serious journalistic uh, dive into what this game is going to be. It's meant for everybody to come through, get sound bites, bring attention to the game, all that good stuff. <laughs> that reminds me. Oh, this Taylor Swift thing is the most humbling thing the NFL has ever experienced. What do you mean by that? Because they recognize now there is a more powerful entity than them. Oh, yeah. They're used to being the big dog. And then Taylor Swift comes along and they realize, oh, we're nothing. You know what really exemplifies that you're nothing in the grand scheme of the world, outside of the sports world, in the grand scheme of everything? I thought about this, and I kind of brought this up half-jokingly like yesterday, but then I dove into like a few more things, and I'm sure there's a clip somewhere. Certainly wasn't on the broadcast, and it certainly wasn't on any of the main red carpet things. All of this talk about Taylor Swift in the NFL and how she's infiltrated the NFL, all of this nonsense. The NFL's biggest weekend is coming up, Super Bowl weekend. All eyes are on. 100 million people are going to watch. Music's biggest night was Sunday. That whole show was set up for Taylor Swift to win that Album of the Year award. She dropped the announcement for her new album in in April. Salute. Loved it. Great. Now, one person asked her about Travis Kelsey. Oh, yeah, no. Not one. No Travis Kelsey, no Super Bowl, no Kansas City Chiefs, no boyfriend. You know why? Because they didn't care. They don't need Travis Kelsey or the NFL, the NFL needs Taylor Swift. Taylor and Swift is, I found that comical. Taylor Swift is so big, they tried giving her credit for the fade, right? Oh, so good. So good. Oh, the NFL has taken such a humbling L with all of this. No, if, I if, love the, it. if the NFL is in a room and Taylor Swift walks in, everyone's looking at Taylor Swift who just walked in. Facts. Yeah. It's so good. 
I, I just I just love that so much. And 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 Roger Goodell putting over Taylor Swift and I, even Boomer Esiason's goofy ass is talking about Taylor Swift. That oh man, I love it. She she she's I love it. People feel a certain way. She's good for the NFL. Such such. Well, no, you know what she is? She's fine. She isn't bothering nobody. That's facts. She is bothering. Oh, she's stealing the attention. No, they're putting the camera on her. If you don't like it that much, you can close your eyes, cuff your ears, and do the la 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 thing. Yeah, do that. Do that. But I, I just found that so funny. They they talked to Roger Goodell about Taylor Swift to death, and didn't nobody ask Taylor Swift about the NFL. Yeah, nobody at the Grammy say, Taylor, you yeah. think Brock Purdy's going to be able to do it this year? Or what's going on? Yep, but they sure asked Brock Purdy about Taylor Swift, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, interesting note, uh, once Roger Goodell got past all of the Taylor Swift stuff, was I feel like this is rather noteworthy. He committed to not having a streaming-only Super Bowl. And KC has often posed the question about, do we ever see a day where, like, the Super Bowl goes to pay-per-view or uh, goes to a way, like, somehow you'd have to pay for it outside of what we already do? And I've always been adamant, like, I think the answer is no. There's too, there's too much ad revenue at stake. There's far too much at stake for them to try to flip the script. And I think the same is true for if you went to Peacock or Amazon Prime or Hulu or whatever the case may be. Of course, it could be set off. Well, I guess Hulu is Disney. But it could be set off by the fact if it's Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime is clearly paying like a billion dollars or something like that to air the Super Bowl on their network. But that almost eliminates the possibility of getting a return of, an, uh, 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 of investment because the price tag is way too high. And so I thought it was I thought it was interesting that Roger Goodell said uh, as it pertains to a streaming only Super Bowl that it won't happen he his his quote was certainly not in my time. So at no point in the near future is Roger Goodell or at no point in the near future is the Super Bowl going to be on a streaming only service. I think we'll probably get there at some point, but I don't think it's Anytime soon. I don't think it's anytime within the next decade. Well, you pretty much mentioned it's the NFL. Like, you know, if they say they're not doing anything, it's because there's money tied to it. There's not enough for them to pretty much go with it. But the and, and the and the thing is, too, with these broadcast partnerships, like if you're ABC, which is ESPN, you have ESPN Plus, but you also have Disney Plus. Think about how much companion programming you could put on any of those two entities as part of already having the Super Bowl airing on a local channel like ABC. I mean, there's so much that you could do that could entice people to watch on HBO Max versus watching on ABC or watch on ESPN+. Plus. But uh, What's well, kind of uh, what the NBA is doing with that, right? Because they got the HBO Max, but also you, you can watch on TNT, but those games are also on HBO Max now. Yeah, but that's not companion programming. That's just programming. Oh, I got you. Like, because now you can add... So HBO is trying to set it up to where you could start to use HBO Max as a like a television service. Like you have, you know, you have all of the Turner stations and like the TBS's, TNT's, all that stuff. You have CNN. So you start to cover bases where you have movies and drama and sports. And with TNT, you get not just NBA coverage, but you get the Major League Baseball playoffs as well. And I think you get the NCAA tournament. Because so. isn't the NCAA tournament always on like TNT yeah, and TBS and thing. True TV and all of that stuff? So that's all 
that's all like I think uh, an incentive for people to go. You know what? I don't need YouTube Live. I can get HBO. I can get HBO Max and have my local channels through something else, and I'm set. Do you think there's a way they can get like these streaming services though? Like, um, get them involved with the Super Bowl somehow? Like, because like he says, like in his time, like they'll never be exclusively on yeah. Amazon Prime or Peacock, but maybe Super Bowl presented by. Amazon Prime, like on CBS or something like that. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely think they could do that. I think, if I'm not mistaken, last year's Super Bowl, I think, was presented by Hulu. Gotcha. I think something was presented by Hulu last year, and I think it was part of the the launch to get people and ready I, for Sunday Ticket. Or, or not Hulu, I'm sorry, YouTube. I think it was, yeah, part, it was, of, it was, it was part of the launch to get people ready for Sunday ticket and on I, on YouTube Live, and I mean along the lines of two where maybe like we're not showing the game exclusive exclusively on Amazon Prime, but you know what we're gonna use like like their halftime show and all that. We're gonna use like mm-hmm. their people, but mm-hmm. we're gonna just show it on CBS or something. You think like that's possible? Because I know CBS has their own thing, but you make money work somehow. Yeah, you could. They're gonna make that money work somewhere. I'm just throwing stuff. Out I there. think they'll get more creative with companion programming moving forward because virtually, like now, you have NBC. Well, NBC has the Peacock tie-in. You have ABC and ESPN. They have the Disney tie-in, which is Disney Plus and Hulu, and then you, and and of course ESPN Plus. Um, I don't know if CBS has an affiliation, but you 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 start to check streaming boxes off with these networks, and I think we're going to start seeing a lot more uh, uh, Nickelodeon. Nickel, you know, Nickelodeon Super Bowls or Toy Story Super Bowls or things like that. I think we're going to see a lot more companion programming on channels like that through their streaming networks moving forward, yeah, especially with Goodell's commitment to keeping the Super Bowl on regular television. Um, there's a strong belief Kyle Shanahan was drunk yesterday, uh, and I'm all for it. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, as 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 Kyle Matson said earlier, you could have asked Kyle Shanahan anything yesterday uh, and probably would have gotten an answer. He discussed, now this wasn't last night, uh, but he has discussed in recent days with Peter King the conversation about Tom Brady. Remember the article Nick Wagner wrote with the quote from Brock Purdy about how Kyle Shanahan had told him in the offseason, you know, unless we... You know, unless we land Tom Brady, you're going to be the, yeah, yeah, you know, the quarterback of this team. Got a Florio article out of that, and of course, yeah, Mike Florio will 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 Tom Brady come out of retirement? Um, Kyle Shanahan was like, yeah, we only explored the Tom Brady situation because of Brock Purdy's injury. We weren't really sure what we were dealing with with Brock Purdy's injury, so we were trying to keep, you know, other avenues open, and that's all it was. Uh, I don't know how realistic it was. I don't know how far those conversations got. Um, I feel like anytime Kyle Shanahan says anything, it gets magnified times the 1,000. Like even with the Phillip Rivers stuff and all that, like it's mm-hmm. like like for, like when Kyle Shanahan talks about it, like he even talked about um, the story where he was talking about with Jed York. He's like, yeah, I think we might have like the third best, the th- our third best quarterback. Talking about Brock Purdy, Purdy might be our best quarterback or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like we make up, like the media makes such a big deal out of these stories. But when you hear Shanahan talk back about it or whatever, it's like, yeah, we explored it or whatever. But it wasn't really, like, it wasn't ever as serious as it gets talked about, you know? The quarterback thing was interesting because Kyle explained how he was like in the moment when he was asked, he was frustrated. 
And I got the same perception that Kyle Matson did that he was frustrated with Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. And more like these other guys stink right here. The third guy I, might be the best. I think that's yeah, yeah, that's exactly how Kyle framed it. And that's certainly a lot different than the way who was it, Jed York? That was a lot different than the way Jed York framed it. Jed York made it seem like, yeah, Jed, we might we, have Tom Brady. We knew. Yeah, we oh, know. We knew. Oh, my goodness. Tremendous. We knew. No. No, I don't think that's what Kyle was saying. Um, though it's certainly possible that Kyle felt like these two guys are struggling right now. And honestly, in his limited reps, the best we saw was this guy. Uh, but it is you're you're a hundred percent right. When Kyle says stuff, it gets blown out of proportion. Kyle has such a weird, like it's like Kyle has such a weird responsibility to the like entire league, into the entire league's media. Well, you could throw it back to the Mac Jones stuff and that draft and how insane everyone with that. And he didn't even say anything. Exactly. Literally, never commented on that quarterback or that pick except when they traded for it he acknowledged you make that move to go get a quarterback that's all he ever said and that was in the days following the trade and that was it and then the mac jones stuff got out there and and i was mad at the media so he just spied them and went the other way with trey lance that's why he took trey lance tremendous (laughs) and it's so so and this is what we talk about when we talk about media with sacramento and how they they hold a grudge against Sacramento because of their reporting on Sacramento. And at some point, it's what we talked about with uh, Minnesota, how no one will say a bad thing about Minnesota or Oklahoma City right now, not even a bad thing. No one will question Oklahoma City or Minnesota right now because they've spent years upon years upon years upon years building those two teams up. They've marveled at the way uh, Sam Presti has navigated the draft. They've, 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 they've just bought in to Chris Finch and and what the Minnesota Timberwolves are building. And year after year, this is the team, watch out. This is the team, watch out. This is the team, watch out. Year after year after year, they're wrong. But here they are. They're finally right. Minnesota damn near had a playoff draft worse than Sacramento's with a little sprinkled in Jimmy Butler. That's it. They never got any heat the way the Kings did. Never. No heat. But there were still people to this day who will tell you that Kyle Shanahan was going to draft Mac Jones. That's what he was going to do. Somebody changed his mind. Something changed his mind at the last minute. They'll tell you to this day he was going to draft Mac Jones. And someone called, and and, and it might have been TC who said, that's probably part of the reason they report on Brock Purdy the way that they do. Could be. He made them – Brock didn't do anything. Kyle made them look stupid. They've been battling that ever since. There was a report as recently as this year that the 49ers were going to take Mac Jones. Yeah, it never stopped. Like I said, they were doing all this backwards gymnastics or whatever. It was like, yeah, Kyle got mad at us, so that's why he took Trey Lance. Trey Lance ain't even on the the, the team no more. And they still harp on that because he made them all look foolish. This media, boy, they be holding grudges. NFL media, NBA media, they be holding grudges when you make them look stupid. We had the great quarterback battle that never was either in the training camp. (laughs) Yeah. It never was. Hey, guys, Brock Purdy's going to be our starter. Wonder who it's going to be. Yeah, it's Brock Purdy. Well, I mean, uh, who was it? Darnold. Sam Darnold. Well, Sam Darnold is the best of the three quarterbacks. Remember that? Yeah. I hate the media. 
We're, we're not we're not media. We're Me, like we're like vibes. No, we're just, yeah we're we we're we're not media. Yeah, we're we're not media. We're, we're vibes. We're just, and just we hang out. We're just talking with the chatty out. Exactly. We're just talking with the people listening on thirteen twenty or ninety eight point five or the Odyssey app. We just kicking it. You're right. We're just vibes. We're not media. That's a new shirt. We're not media. We're just vibes. Dave Garcia, where you at? Careful, he'll make it a shirt. It'll be no, out there. I know there. he will. It'll but be also, out there. Going back to it, we don't have any issue with Kyle Shanahan being off and fun, right? Absolutely not. Like that's George Kittle was talking about WrestleMania. Exactly. I wanted to play the clip, but then I forgot. Like I don't, I don't think it sounds right on our screen anymore. But well, I, yeah, I was gonna say maybe we could try it out, but I'll, I'll, I'll try it. I got, I got logged out of my Twitter account in here. I don't even know if I'm logged in under my name. It could be James's name. James is slowly pushing. Oh you yeah, out. this is yeah. James is pushing me out. This is James's. This is James's login. Wow. James has got me faded out. Man, cold world. Started with the camera being moved every now and then or whatever. Now you're logged out of Twitter. Man, cold world. Now I got to I gotta log back in, get us set up, and, and, and see if we can get that sound run. But, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with opening night being whatever. You imagine, like, Kyle Shanahan after a few drinks. Like, Kyle, give us your thoughts on Taylor Swift. Imagine, like, that story. He's like, yeah, I'm kind of tired of it. He's like, I don't get the big deal, and he's just kind of slurring or whatever. Can you imagine that story? It, yeah, that wouldn't go well. I strongly advise against uh, drinking too much and talking about Taylor Swift. That would go very bad for Kyle Shanahan. Oh, man, this isn't going to be easy to do live, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it. I thought George Kittle was fantastic last night. I also love what a big wrestling fan George Kittle is. Do you think he's a guy who can um, be a talking head like on the ESPN shows and all that? Post his NFL career? Yeah, like, I mean, if Gronk could do it. No, I mean, no, like, I don't, no, no, I don't, I mean, that as, I don't mean that as shade, but, yeah, like, if Gronk could do it, I absolutely think he could do it. It doesn't even strike me as something he would be interested in, though. He feels more like I'm going to the WWE type guy. That absolutely is what it feels like. He could probably make a good couple of bucks doing a... uh like a Logan Paul type schedule or something where he just wrestles once in a while. Cause he, he does seem like the guy he likes wrestling enough to where he'd probably take it serious too. Oh, he does. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to pull up this sound of George Kittle. If I can find it, I, I just searched George Kittle and literally every clip came up and I'm just trying to find the WrestleMania one. Um, so if it sounds bad, uh, forgive me, but see, he was asked about Harry Potter yesterday. I love the little kid that does the interviews too. All right, let's let's try this. George Real quick, pulling that up, Adrian asked, "What other QBs had talent around that Purdy has?" I mean, Mahomes is great, but he came in to leave with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey too. Why is I? I it's okay to have talent around you, you guys. Yeah, it's, it's just, okay. It's 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 wild. It's wild that we look at the talent on the San Francisco 49ers is such a... There's this big myth in sports, and I think it has to do with Michael Jordan somehow. It's 100% about. Michael Jordan. You think that's what it is? 100%. Everyone thinks that you you have to do it on your own or some some way. Yes, because Jordan definitely didn't did it on his own and did not have a player on his team who many regarded as a top five player in the entire league. We rewrite history so much. And then we say put party in Atlanta or Chicago. I want to see something. You could do that for probably why, bro? Like quarter, Adrian, that's dumb. Adrian, that's dumb. 
you, Adrian, you're on timeout. Not not a real timeout. Just just take take a breather. Take a lap. Take a lap. Yeah, take a lap. That's done. That's, touch the that's, fence and back. I, th- I thought I thought we've dealt with that. That's that's stupid. Here's George Kittle uh, yesterday at Media Day. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down as to how it sounds in the chatty house. We're starting off hot, and I love it. That is the question I've been wanting to – ooh. So, it's fun. You see everything online, and everyone's talking about we want Cody, or it's Roman and The Rock. You know what? I'm a huge Cody Rhodes fan. I, I like Roman Reigns. The Rock, A. He coined the term the people's tight end, so I'm indebted to The Rock. Huge fan of him. Honestly, my dream would be like uh, kind of a setup. Roman shows up. I saw this online. Roman shows up, signs a contract. Cody's on the other side. The Rock referees. Wouldn't that be fun and special? I love. Let's let's make it fun and interesting. That was not my own idea, but I thought it was really cool. I love. I love that George Kittle, the week leading into the Super Bowl, is just searching what's going on in WWE right now. I love that so much. At least you know he's not phased by the week, though. And the audio is still a little choppy. All right. We'll have to get with the engineers, I guess. You know what I didn't realize? No, that couldn't possibly be it. I was going to say, maybe it's because we're on James's account, but it's, that, it's, does it, that doesn't make sense because this is the first time I've had to log into Twitter, so that's not it. It sounds like we got bad internet. Man. I don't even know how to tell Jonathan. Like, hey, Jonathan, something that we did for, like, Two years doesn't work anymore. I'll literally go up to him and be like, hey, audio sounded great. This is what it sounds like now. And then, yeah, I mean, he's so, he could probably figure out what it is. Yeah. He'd probably be like, I'll figure out what it is. The good thing about Media Night is it's going to start to die down. And, and, and I think we probably got, today's Tuesday, we probably got one more day of silliness with a bunch of, you know, interviews, maybe some mindless things going out there on social media. But by tomorrow, it's football. Right by tomorrow, where where things are going to kind of go quiet, guys are going to be at practice and going through their walkthroughs, doing all of that stuff, and I think everything will turn its focus to uh, what do we think happens Sunday, and less of George Kittle searching what he thinks is going to happen at WrestleMania. These are the two best teams left in the NFL. You think? I mean, obviously it's the two teams left, but um, these are the best teams in the league. Yeah, definitely, because I think the 49ers have long been the best team in the NFC. I think Kansas City, too. I think they're playing their I was going to say, I don't, right I don't know who I would say is better than Kansas City. Yeah, if they, the, if they were the squeaking AFC. by with that Buffalo game, I think did a lot for everyone's eyes as far as like, oh, yeah, maybe they're a little bit back. Yeah, it definitely feels like they're back, and that's what has me the most nervous for 49er fans headed into this one. Is And I I, I, I told Jesse this, or I, I, I told our man Rich this in his uh, great excitement for the game coming up this weekend, is my opinion on the game since it's been set hasn't wavered. I think it's the 49ers, and I think it's the 49ers because of Christian McCaffrey. Like, if I were going to say, if I were going to say, the Kansas City Chiefs, it would be because Patrick Mahomes. Like, Patrick Mahomes can do so many different things uh, that can beat you. That's where I'd go. But I'm leaning with the San Francisco 49ers, and I think if the 49ers win this game, it's going to be because Christian McCaffrey does something that solidifies him as the MVP of the game. Yeah, I like that. I think, too, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Niners also just because I don't think we've seen them play their best football yet in the playoffs. I don't think we've seen them play good football yet in the playoffs. 
So I think I think I think they. Can, oh, they played good football in that second half of that Lions game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like a full football game though. But I, I think they'll turn it up. Come, I think they'll put it all together. Come Super Bowl time. Yeah, I think so. Um, I keep thinking I'm going to change my mind though because, well, because Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid on the other side. That's it. And like, part of me wants to Tyler. Like Ty, Tyler says, uh, Brock Purdy will be MVP. Part of me. Part of me's really leaning into like if the 49ers win this game, they might they might win it late on a on a drive by San Francisco. It could be one of those not not a not a ridiculous like 45 to 35 game, but a game where one team is up by two points or four points or something like that, and it's whoever has the ball. Like if Kansas City's up by four points with uh, 90 seconds left and San Francisco has the ball, I might lean towards San Francisco. Flip it the same way. Uh, obviously, we've all seen Patrick Mahomes do special things on numerous occasions with you know the clock ticking. Um, yeah, I think, I think it'll be a close game too. I think it'll be no one scoring more than 24, I think. It's going to be a defensive game. I'm pretty confident KC is going to be back before the week ends to uh, talk about this game. I know how he excited he is. Uh, for this upcoming weekend, not just for the Super Bowl on Saturday, but our for our first ever R&B brunch at Solomon Vinyl um, coming up Saturday afternoon, beginning at 11 o'clock from 11 to 4. KC and I, our man DJ Complex, we're going to be at Solomon Vinyl in downtown Sacramento. Uh, we've got Usher's resident DJ, uh, DJ Flo, Sac State, Stingers Up, uh, coming through to mix as well as our man DJ Abs One. Uh, and we're going to be celebrating Usher. We're going to be celebrating R&B, and we're going to be having a blast all Saturday getting you ready for the game, man. Come through uh, if you're available. Again, Solomon Vinyl, reserve your table through their different social media platforms. Uh, You don't want to get left out on this. We did one two weeks ago, and it was packed, Uh, and I can't wait to experience again. I think this one is going to be even hotter uh, than the last one. We'll come back. Trista Crick joins us at the top of the hour. When, and there's a team that I just can't write off. Drew Down, talking about your Golden State Warriors. Talk about that when dealing with Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Trista Crick set to join us live from Las Vegas. Up at the top of the 2 o'clock hour, Jason Jones coming up in the final hour of this show. Trista Tuesday's in full effect. I just saw her tweet that. Again, she'll be with us in just a couple of minutes. Um, Warriors beat the Nets last night. A couple of takeaways from that one. Of course, I saw Anthony Slater talking to Clay Thompson. Another game, Clay Thompson, you know, didn't play late. Steve Kerr went away from him. It's the right call. Jonathan Kaminga's playing out of this world right now. Absolutely out of the world. In his last 10 games, 32 minutes per game. 25 points per game, 6.7 rebounds, 60% uh, from the field, 54% from three. The amazing part is in those 10 games, with all of those numbers, he's only started five of them. Man, this dude is the truth. Jonathan Kaminga is legit, and it feels like Steve Kerr might finally be coming around. The fact of, I have to coach this team to win basketball games and not appease egos. I get Clay Thompson was in his feelings a little bit. He tried to say the right things and talking about, oh, 
it's tough playing for these guys. Look, I, I understand that. He's talking about his tough bench. I understand all of that. He, he, he showed love. He's like, these guys are playing fantastic. Love to see it. He's trying to say the right things. You have stupid-ass Draymond Green chiming in off camera when no one asked his sorry-ass anything, but he feels the need to, to, to chime in and make his voice heard. But if Steve Kerr is coaching this basketball team to win games and not appease feelings anymore, I can't write the Warriors off. Can't write them off. I need to see it first. It's one of those things like I need to see them gone before I believe that they'll be gone. You got Steph. You got Kaminga playing well. You got I like that kid Pods. I've talked about him a couple of times. Like there are guys I like this roster. The issue really boils down to the role of Klay Thompson and the fact that you still got that goof on your team. Hey, and salute. Apparently he was repping for the Sacramento Kings on his podcast yesterday. I'm going to trust y'all word for it because I'm not listening to it. But. That's why I'm going to write him off because those guys are still there. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Man, but if you're putting Clay on the bench, though, if you're willing to put Clay on the bench and but let we, Kaminga do what he does, you got that man playing 32 minutes a night. Yeah, but like you're still going to need something from those guys. Yeah, something like you play them. But I just think I don't think like you're going to get anything. Played. Like Clay's not good right now. I think like I think I see I see the future. Like I see you got Steph. He Steph probably got four more years in the league or whatever. I think you can win a title with Steph as long as he's in the league just because his game is flawless. and don't age. He he's great. Kaminga, I think we're starting to see him turn into his own. But I don't think I'm writing him off for this season. But I do see the light at the end of the tunnel for going forward. You can't see. You don't think they'll make. They're not. The- they're, not they're not. They're not winning a playoff round. They're not getting to the. They're not getting to the playoffs. Clay Thompson still played 30 minutes last night. Pods played 38. I love that kid, man. I seriously do. I hate how many players on this team I actually like. I mean, now we're just seeing the younger players starting to play better. Not play better, but again, their opportunities, I think, is the right word. We ain't even mentioned Andrew Wiggins and all of that. Do you think he gets traded? He's just kind of, he's like, he's not even Man. like with Clay and Draymond, like, eh, we'll move him to the bench or what. He's just Bro, kind of like off I, to the side. I do not know what you do with him. Like, I don't know why this took such a, like, how did this get so bad so quick? Like this, like that, like Andrew Wiggins was solid last year. He was good against Sacramento, but he's gone this entire year. He's been gone. Does he intrigue you at all for the Kings? Do you think they'd work together, the Kings and the Warriors? Do you think that's even possible? Just given, I'm sure the Warriors are going to want something because rivals and all that. Hmm. Two questions there. I'm going to say, hmm. Does he help Sacramento? Let's focus on that for a second. I don't know because I would need to know, like, what, what, what happened to you? Like, I need to know, like, why is this season so bad? What happened last year? Like, I, I'd, I'd have some questions. I think I'd lean towards no, uh, partly because of what you just said. You'd have to give up something to yeah, acquire I don't him. I think these teams are working together either. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone is interested in that. But, yeah, I think, I, I think I'd have to pass on Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, and he's just, a player I've liked a lot for the last few Well, because coming out of the finals, it's like, oh, yeah, Andrew Wiggins is the guy. He's... Mm-hmm. One of the top three guys on this team or whatever, the Warriors are back. Like, it's a whole new thing. And it's like, he did have the personal issues. I think it was last season, right? Yeah. So he's kind of yeah, never he was re- gone. Yeah. Hasn't gone back since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really 
the 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 disappearance of Andrew Wiggins this entire season is a is certainly a a a, a, a bizarre story. You say you're not writing them off. What do you what do you think they can achieve then? I'm not saying you saying not saying you will think they will achieve it, but like what do you, what do you think their ceiling is? Right now they're a game. They're a game out of the ten spot. Like, do you think they'd be a scary team if you saw them in the playoffs? Well, I don't want to see them. I'll say that. Yeah, maybe Sacramento can avoid him because that's just. Yeah, I just don't want to deal with any that anymore. Any way you put it, it's going to come down to the wire every game. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to deal. I mean, yeah, exactly. You look at the way these two teams have played this year. Take the playoff series out of it. Just look. We'll at, do Stockton versus Santa Cruz, and somehow it'll be last minute games every time. Absolutely, a hundred percent. I could see them. It, I think it's a stretch for a variety of reasons to think they get to the top six. I think I could see them getting as high as eighth. And part of that is because I still have a difficult time buying Dallas. So I could see Dallas fall back a little bit. I don't buy the Lakers. It's not really difficult for Utah to fall out of this. They'd have to jump Houston along the way. I mean, they, they're, they're, they're basically win percentage wise. They're essentially tied with, with, with Houston. I could see them getting as high as eighth. You got to put all the company's money on a bet. Which team is going to turn it up out of like those little playing teams? It's the Warriors, or would it be like the Rockets, Lakers, Dallas? And I mean, it's oh, more so just kind of You're, finding their footing. Yeah. Um, if if ooh, if I was if I was if I was putting money on it, that's not mine. Yeah, I, we'll say it's Odyssey's money. It'd probably be the Pelicans. The Pelicans. Yeah. Because that's one that I don't understand. Like, why are you guys 29 and 21 when you seem to be the greatest team that ever existed every time you play Sacramento? See, I feel like we're a little hurt just because we're on the Sacramento yeah, side. probably Because they are on our, our tier. I, I wouldn't put them, like, in the Lakers tier but, or, this, but or what's, anyone like that. What's wrong with them, though? Like, why aren't the Pelicans better? Like, what are they missing? Like, they got to, you know, the, the CJ is solid on more nights than he's not. You, you, get, you got Zion who's playing. It's always is Zion going to play? Is Zion going to play? He's playing. Is Brandon Ingram going to play? Is he going to play? He's playing. Like, you have components there that work. I don't think they're missing any. It's just a matter of, like, this team over the years hasn't played much together. I think they're still developing. I think they're where, I think if, if, I, if it was up to me, I think they're exactly where they should be, I think. They're kind of in the same tier as the Kings. They're just more so just developing now. These guys haven't gotten a lot of games together over the years and all that. Now, this year, um, they're finally healthy for the most part. So, like, I think, I think just give them more time, I'd say. So, if they just stay flat of the other teams, Dallas, Los Angeles, Utah, Houston, Golden State, I would take Golden State. Golden State. Yep. And the one that I think would see the deepest, the steepest decrease is Dallas. That's fair. Dallas, I didn't buy to start the season. They they've fallen back to this kind of playing area where they are. They've been kind and of treading water. I man, think. part of me thinks they might fall back a little bit further. There's always the who's going to help out Rob Palenka game we play every trade. Well, there's that, too. and we're we're right in the midst of hashtag Rob Palenka season. Who wants that D'Angelo Russell contract? It's right here, ready for you guys. Markinen's going to wind up on the Lakers. <laughs> I swear to you, everything that happened last trade deadline was, I swear Danny Ainge lost the bet on the golf course. Danny Ainge gave them a push to the Western Conference Finals. He absolutely did. He absolutely did. Um, the Lakers actually quietly have won a couple of games in a row. You know, since being 24 and 25 in that LeBron James, you know, press conference and the, 
the the uh, uh, hourglass tweet. Towelgate. Towelgate in, in, in New York. By the way, lost in all of that because of Brian Winters. The Lakers won that game. The Lakers beat a red-hot Knicks team at the Garden. They've won three straight ever since that press conference or that media scrum that we played the sound from. They haven't lost. Yeah. And then LeBron's kind of said it as much this season, too. Chalk that up to their inconsistencies, though. That's and 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 that's what like I I I think that's ultimately we're we're gonna see is they're gonna drop a couple. I think what we're seeing from the Lakers right now is pretty close to who the Lakers are. The Pelicans are the one that I wonder if like is this who the Pelicans are? Dallas I think falls back a little bit. I think Golden State comes up a little bit in Houston. I think Houston could be primed for a bigger second season next year rather than too much happening this offseason. They still got moves to make. There's a lot Houston can do to climb to the top of the play-in conversation or even the bottom part of the play-off conversation uh, as soon as next year. Yeah, they're in a decent spot. Like they're not a play-in. They're not in the play-in right now per se, but um per se, but um like their team kind of like the Kings, they're farther back, but a move, you can make moves mm-hmm. that'll easily jump you up, jump you up and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, the Kings got half a game on Phoenix right now. They got half a game on New Orleans as well. That was one of the frustrating things about uh, last night uh, in the loss to to Cleveland is Dallas beat Philly. Toronto just, excuse me, uh, the Pelicans just beat the absolute crap out of Toronto uh, in Golden State won. So three teams behind Sacramento all won games, including the Lakers. The Lakers beat the Hornets yesterday. That was their third win straight. And then the the the, the Bex game was actually this. I don't feel like this has any really bearing on the Kings because I I don't think the Kings are climbing into that top four. But the Clippers put up 149 last night and won again. And a salute to Harden. That dude played really well. He hit a four point. He had a four point play that clinched everything. He scored 30 on 14 shots, went to the foul line, hit all 10 of his foul shots. I was able to catch the last, like, four minutes, three minutes of that game, and he was he was lighting it up. James Harden tearing it up in the regular season. We all know we can do it. It's a tradition unlike any other. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Uh, 